It's me, Dr. Z with JB. Today, we talk about boundaries and not any boundaries. We get into the infamous holiday season boundaries. John and I discuss how to set, maintain, and adjust boundaries during the holiday months. I would like to announce I made not one blooper and John can apparently sneeze on command. How is everyone doing this evening? Hi, Dr. Z, I like, how are you? I like the uh, sign behind you. Yeah. Uh, welcome to uh, hey, Last Out Media Studios, where there's a lot of podcasts and fun stuff made here. I need so. one of those. Yeah. You need to be up on this wall somewhere somewhere up here. So uh, happy that everybody can join us uh, on a Thursday night. As uh, Hi, Rosen. Thanks for joining in. Thank you for joining us on the podcast as well. This brings us to session 22. And we're going to flip the script a little bit. And, uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time on narcissism. As you can see, the beard is growing. So I'm stressing out for the holidays. That's normally the pattern that that happens here. Ooh, what a lovely mug from Dr. Z uh, tonight Why, as well. So we're all getting in the holiday spirits as uh, the actual spirits have left. Halloween's gone, which <gasps> instantly turns I into. Guess, I don't get it. <laughs> You don't, you know, the, the quickness to like from here to there, you don't it. understand? No. Yeah. I'm going to get it. No. You know, well, uh, well, to, <laughs> good question, Serenity. Tonight's topic and starting with probably a good time throughout the holiday season is setting these holiday boundaries around family, around friends, around whoever wants to see the new baby or the, <laughs> yeah. now, exactly. not that I'm talking from, uh, from, from my own personal experience here, but just right. a lot to manage, a lot to go through and. We like to call those the holiday scaries. It's like the Sunday scaries, except it's like on steroids a thousand times worse and never leaves your body because just like Dr. Z was pointing out, it's already Thanksgiving. And actually, it was Thanksgiving two weeks ago. So, like, you always have to be like, wait, which holiday are we flipping into? So, tonight, um, let's, uh, you know, when we've talked about boundaries before in the past, but holiday boundaries are just... Who? Wow! Do they bring on a ton of anxiety and uh, leads to more coffee drinking because you're not sleeping, and that just causes more and more anxiety that comes in. So, yep, exactly right there. There we go. Never leaves our side, no matter <laughs> what what the uh, cup it's form is. It's already started. <laughs> uh, Phoenix underscore decoding the uh, feeling like it's starting for uh, you as well, and and a bunch of others. So, Doctor Z, uh, what is the uh, first thing? that uh, should strike us. I mean, this seems like a good, a good exercise of, of the, the practice of having the thought of a lot of, a lot of that, you know, starting out when you're trying to yes. manage all this anxiety and issues and things like that. But um, with, with, with setting boundaries, uh, this is a, it's a tough one to do around the holidays because you can't, they're coming. <laughs> they're going to be they're in your coming. face and they're going to probably break a lot of boundaries while they're around your space. Correct. And they will. And so the two rules of holiday boundaries that I tell my patients that I really try my hardest to maintain for myself. Um, you know, I, the holiday season, I, I would say from November to January 1st, mm -hmm. that is my busy season, <laughs> right? <laughs> like most people are on vacation taking breaks. That is my busy season. Um, and I say that because that's obviously when everybody gets together and mm -hmm. families are together that maybe haven't seen each other in the pandemic we'll get to. That throws a whole different spin on things. But when we're not dealing with a global pandemic, yes, <laughs> yes, the, um, the way that it would normally work is, you know, people, you can avoid people for the most part pre-holidays, right? And even mm -hmm. if you can't, you can still limit your interaction with them. The holidays are different. The holidays, there's this societal expectation that when everyone gets together for the holidays, 
it's going to be all sunshine, butterflies, and rainbows mm -hmm. because it's, quote, supposed to be. And if you have the family that is fighting over Christmas, fighting over Thanksgiving, um, you know, fighting over all these holidays, it's, it's almost like embarrassing and shameful, kind of. Like, you're right, you're <laughs> supposed to have this, this perfect family dinner um, or these, like, perfect just Christmas mornings. And so we use that as our standard. And what ends up happening is majority of us fall short. Um, and even though no one's arguing outright, let's say, people internally are dealing with passive-aggressive comments. Mm -hmm. People are internally having to sit in the same room as somebody who was verbally, emotionally, even sexually abusive to them. So it's, it can be very, very stressful for many people. And I don't just mean people you don't get along with, and I, I don't feel like dealing with, like, you know, Uncle Ed because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I can't, he's so annoying, he doesn't stop talking. This could also dive into, you know, people that have harmed you throughout your life, right? Or friends that have harmed you throughout your life. So it's, it's a difficult situation. That being said, boundaries, the biggest thing you need to know about boundaries, boundaries are for you and only you. When you set a boundary, it's a way to inform other people what you're willing and not willing to let past your barrier. Now, and people come into my office and say, well, I tried to set a boundary, but it didn't work. And so I'll say, well, what do you mean it didn't work? And they'll say, well, they did it anyway. That doesn't mean your boundary didn't work. You have somebody who always does X. <clears throat> Why would they not do X? Of course they're going to do X. They always do X. What the boundary is, is either you not responding to X or you choosing to respond to X in a different manner that throws the dynamics off. Mm -hmm. They'll keep doing X as long as they want until they maybe don't get a reaction from you, which is part of your boundary. But we can't control what other people do. And you know, I hate my cliches, but we, we, can't, we can only control our behavior. Right. We can't control what other people do. So that's number one about a boundary. Just because somebody doesn't listen to your boundary doesn't mean that your boundary didn't work. Um, and the other thing is this, people often say, I hope that my mother doesn't do X, Y, and Z at Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, okay, well, does your mother normally do X, Y, and Z at Christmas dinner? <laughs> Ugh, every single year. And well, so I'll look at them and I'll say, well, why would this one be different? Just because you hope it will? You know, and they yeah. kind of look at me as like, well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> but no, that's not, it's not going to work like that. So you need to go into the holiday season with the expectation that absolutely nothing has changed since the last one and the mm -hmm. last one and the last one. A lot of people go in hoping it'll be different and then they let themselves down. They go in thinking that people have changed. Maybe they have. Chances are they haven't. Um, in addition to that, you're dealing with a lot of alcohol mm -hmm. in a really short time period. <laughs> you're dealing with... To try and manage um, that anxiety, by the way. Yeah. Now, correct. We're also going into a lot of alcohol, a lot of family gatherings, coming out of a global pandemic, and a lot of political shit. <laughs> yes. So I always say pre-pandemic, politics off the table at family events. Oh, I don't man, care. come You're on. All... That's impossible. No, that is no, near impossible. No. <laughs> you be the one to keep your mouth shut and let everybody else do it. But alcohol, <laughs> politics, right, don't mix. Never um, do. 
politics and Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinner usually don't mix because it just doesn't. And it's not, it, it, think, catch up on other stuff, right? And, yeah. you know, rarely do I say avoid things, but I really, particularly this coming year, avoid things. One thing I want to get to, and we can, we'll get to it later, but also um, not just emotional boundaries, but also physical boundaries. Physical boundaries mm. are going to look very different this year. Are people going to hug and kiss you? Are people going to want to say, John, I want to hold your baby, and you sneeze on them? Just like that, yeah. It corrects. <laughs> I was just like perfect timing because I was like, that oh my God, cucumber, 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 cucumber. That was the best timing ever. Perfect. Just like that. It, 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 it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so there's physical boundaries, hugging, kissing, shaking hands, sharing the same food, the same bowls, the same cup. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this is important and it's important now because of the pandemic. What if the family members aren't vaccinated and you're vaccinated? Do you let them in the house? Do you not let them out? Do you ask people to show their vaccine records? I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be an absolute, <laughs> um, I'll just say interesting situation this year. Yeah. So when I say boundaries, I really don't just mean emotional boundaries. I also mean physical because they're just as important. Well, and I think one of it, to be honest with you, maybe this isn't uh, the right advice, but I would actually lean on the pandemic itself on, on trying to set that physical boundary anyway. Like if, if you don't want someone around you oh, for that's Thanksgiving. What I mean. for, yeah, oh, yes, for the yes, pandemic. perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. Then we're on the same page there. I think that's yeah. a, a really easy boundary I, to set this year. I think, I think, you know, people who have who set physical boundaries, non-pandemic related, um, you know, that's going to happen over the holidays anyway. That's going to be very person specific, right? Mm -hmm. Some people aren't huggers. You can always be like, oh, I may have a cold. You can't do that this year. Like, oh, I may have a cold now means like anything. You, I mean, right. <laughs> a like, lot of things. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we're going to like lock you in the bathroom and not let you out. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to be different this year. Um, mm -hmm. So people that never really thought about that now are going to have to be thinking about things like that. In addition to all the other types of boundaries. D absolutely. And uh, out of curiosity, because we are coming at uh, this from a perspective of like, you know, external family coming in, being with relatives your mom, your aunts, your uncles, whatever it may be, if if the holidays are increasingly worse for whatever relationship you are currently in, and know that just brings on more anxiety, whether that's, you know, your partner ramping up because they've got to deal with the entire family and, and you're hosting, you know, Thanksgiving, the next holiday, New Year's, whatever it ends up being, is there any boundaries, uh, strategies that, like, okay, my uh, husband and or wife are going to do this exact same thing, just like you were saying that, you know, your mom might do or this might do, except it's just really in your personal space and there's not a lot of places to go. What, what are some good strategies if it's your little partner who gets ramped up during the holiday season that gives you that extra anxiety? If it's your part, meaning if it's a spouse that gives you the anxiety during the holidays, yeah, yeah, because their family gives them crap, so then or, yeah, they get, or just or kind just of piles on and it goes to them, and they yeah, yeah. I mean, I if it's a common thing that happens every holiday, I would talk to your partner ahead of time, <laughs> and you know, and say to them, okay, you know, what are you thinking right now? What are you feeling? What do you need from me? Mm -hmm. If this happens, like pick something that always happens. Let's say. Um, Someone says, you know, makes a comment about how much they're eating, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're really going to eat all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
Been there before, have we? <laughs> and, you know, and so if they're getting really upset, you know, ask them, say, what is it about so-and-so that's going to likely trigger you that's mm -hmm. happened in the past? And let them tell you. And so you know that if that happens, to say, okay, what do you need from me if that happens? Do you want me to intervene? Do you want me to say something to Uncle Ed? Do you want me to... Um, redirect the conversation right yeah. like what mm -hmm. do you want what do you need from me and so let them know ahead of time that you're a resource that they can go to you even i've told people in situations like that to have some sort of like signal right or like mm -hmm. if they see you get up to go to the bathroom that means like come with me kind of thing like we yeah. gotta talk or just some sort of signal or some sort of word or some topic that you bring up just something to let your partner know like help like like yeah. sos hey, are we out of right. wine yeah, like, right. that's exactly. always a good one and, yeah and the reason for that is because now the person's going into this not feeling alone mm -hmm. feeling like they have a strategy feeling like they have something in addition to their boundaries which maybe they don't know how to set boundaries right maybe boundaries aren't like these things you wake up one day and you're like all right cool i'm gonna set a boundary today i mean boundaries <laughs> like you know boundaries take a lot of work to figure out what they are. Boundaries aren't just saying no. That's what a lot mm -hmm. of people think boundaries are. Boundaries could be actually saying yes to something because the bound, the purpose of a boundary is to, is to give you a feeling of control in the dynamic that you usually feel out of control in. So that could look like anything because it depends mm -hmm. on the situation. So, um, and a boundary also doesn't mean being an asshole and it doesn't mean being mean. It doesn't mean you're being a bitch. And that is oftentimes what is said to people who start to set boundaries. Let's say my, my people pleasers on here. When people pleasers start setting boundaries because the other people around them on the holidays are used to them doing everything, right? Cleaning mm -hmm. up everything, cooking everything, taking care of everyone, making sure everyone's okay. And this holiday, they sit, they put their feet up and they just say, screw it. People, you may find people saying to this people pleaser, um, you know, what's wrong with you? You yeah. seem off. You're like you're, you know, you're acting crazy. You're acting weird or you're being a bitch or you're being selfish. Um, you know, therapy is not doing good things for you. Right. And so these things are said to get that person or get that people pleaser to kind of swing back into their original role because you're messing up the status quo and nobody likes when the status quo gets messed up. So the person who is setting the boundary isn't just saying no. There's a mm -hmm. lot of behaviors going on and they also have to keep in mind that they're going to get a significant amount of pushback, not necessarily directly, but people just feel that something's off and they're going to try to push you back to your original role. That's something that's worked on in therapy. It's kind of like preventative. I say, okay, we're going to set this boundary and we literally draw a diagram out of everybody in their family. Yeah. And we say, okay, how does person A typically respond to you? We write it out. How will person A typically respond if you set this boundary, mm -hmm. right? And so what you'll find is they may try to be a little passive aggressive or what you find, which is, I say it's cool because I think when you start to set boundaries and change your behavior, you have no idea how much you can manipulate an entire system of people just with one small boundary change. Let's say that Uncle Ed is the one that says to you, you know, you're really going to eat all that? <laughs> and instead of crying like you normally would, or instead of breaking down, or instead of getting angry, or instead of yelling at him, or instead of ignoring him, you say something different this time. Like, yeah, I'm starving. 
Uncle Ed's not used to that response. Uncle Ed is used to getting a rise out of you because that's why yep. he does it. So it, because he's not getting a rise out of you, Uncle Ed may say to you, oh, I don't know. It looks like it's a big plate, you know, and keep going at it. But when he realizes that he's not going to get the reaction he wants from you, <laughs> guess what Uncle Ed does then? Uncle Ed walks over to your sister. <laughs> Are you really going to eat all that? And now the sister's getting it, and she freaks out. And so now, so even just by slightly changing your behavior, it's not just about you. You're going to end up changing a lot of dynamics within this. So it's a very powerful tool to use. Um, but it's something that really gets uncovered in therapy because people, we don't normally think like this. You would never, right. you would never think like that. Uh, well, maybe you would, but, but most people don't. And they're scared to set boundaries because they think they're being mean. They think they're being a bad person. Um, and none of that is true. Yeah, especially with the, the way you're presenting it too, where it's just like, it, it, it's, it actually is a lot in, uh, in, in a lot of different phases of your life to kind of lessen your anxiety of that coming in is just to simply not react the normally yeah. the way you do. And it's, yeah, and it, it's hard to do that regardless. Yep. It's hard to do that when somebody comments online. It's very while, hard. You know, so like, it's yeah. very hard. And here's the thing to keep in mind. Just because you don't react to Uncle Ed telling you, like, you're going to eat all that, that doesn't mean that inside you don't want to strangle him. <laughs> right. Like right. Uh, just because you're changing your reaction does not mean that your emotional response needs to change. In fact, it won't. Mm -hmm. In fact, it may actually get a little bit stronger because screaming at Uncle Ed, like you've done in the past, is an immediate release. Mm -hmm. So so it gets rid of that ang that anger very quickly. The problem is, is it creates, you know, a pattern, right? He got mm -hmm. the response from you, so he's likely to do it again. When you respond neutral, like, yeah, I'm just really hungry, that anger has nowhere to go. So you're actually going to mm -hmm. feel it a lot more. But if you can just sit with it as uncomfortable it is, as it is, I promise you that by giving a neutral response, that anger will not come back as strong mm -hmm. ever. ever. Spe especially when, you know, uh, Dr. Z's technique of just saying, I'm having the thought Right. That I want to kill Uncle Ed. You don't actually mm -hmm. want to kill him. You're mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. having the thought that is that. And it's so weird how your body and brain just go, oh, yeah, I'm just yes. having a thought. Yes, because your brain, when you, when you, let's say Uncle Ed, right, well, says what he says to you. And in your mind, you're thinking, um, you tell Uncle Ed to shut the F up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Uncle Ed loves that. But you tell Uncle Ed to shut the, shut, the, shut the F up. Yep. Okay. And then Uncle Ed says something a little gaslighty like, whoa, 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 easy killer, easy killer. You know, like, you're, you don't need to scream. And then you start to think, oh, shit, maybe I, maybe I overreacted. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I'm the worst. Look what I started. When that kind of thought process happens, that's when that, what, what John was talking about is really important to do this. I'm having the thought that, because if you say, oh, I'm, I'm the worst, I just totally overreacted. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen is your brain is going to send a message to your body and your body back to your brain that you are unsafe, right? That something's mm -hmm. off and immediately your muscles are going to tense. Immediately, your stomach's going to get all bleh. That's why IBS and things like that get worse when you're anxious. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to kind of tense up. 
um, your heart's going to beat faster, which then is going to send a message to your brain saying your heart's beating faster, you must be in danger, and it's just kind of this vicious cycle. Um, whereas if you say to yourself, I'm having the thought <laughs> that I'm a bad person, giving it that objectivity and taking that thought and putting it out here so you can look at it so that it's not like all twisted up in you <laughs> gives your brain the cue that that's a thought that's not really happening because your brain can't necessarily tell the difference. So you have to phrase it like that in your internal dialogue to be able to separate it so that your brain <laughs> knows, Oh, okay, you're cool. You're not in danger right now. Fine. Which is why your anxiety and your anger will reduce faster if you sit with it, then if you try to push it away. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a great point and highly endorse trying to train your brain to start doing that because it, it does start to make you look just like Dr. Aziz saying, makes you look at things from the far back and kind of gives yeah. you some perspective on that. One of the things along with the pandemic is obviously, you know, we're all in some way or another, or at least I am personally, everyone else is like, where there's all that kind of economic stress too around the holidays where you're just like, wow, you know, I'm in the middle of running a business for the first year. There's a newborn on the way. There's expectations and going like, ah, man, there's a lot of other people that are doing just fine after this year long pandemic and, and this no and that. And you're going like, yeah, no yeah. But there's still this, yeah, it's crazy, no, which no is still, there's, there's this added pressure. <laughs> I'm just of, putting that out there. Yeah. No one is doing fine. And that is, that's They're just, doing better maybe now, but no one's yeah. fine. Right. Yes, exactly. And there's still the added pressure of just like, oh my God, there's, I, I know this, this person can avoid, uh, you know, afford these gifts and crap. I don't have anything for their kids, but they do for mine or crap. whatever it is. Yeah. Very uh, valid point. Yep. How, how can we best manage that for ourselves? Yeah. And how can we uh, approach those conversations with uh, people that we know we're going to see around the holidays and stuff like that too? Yeah. So something like that is, is I think that's such a good point because a lot of people, many, uh, um, most people mm -hmm. are in situations this year, maybe where they don't have as much financial resources as they did two years ago. Mm -hmm. So Christmas, Hanukkah, um, you know, family get togethers as far as gift giving goes, right? It's gonna look a little bit different, right? And a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people used their savings. Um, you know, a lot of people also kind of got a different outlook on things. Let's say if they lost somebody during the pandemic mm -hmm. and now the holidays are coming up. And so, you know, they're not gonna be buying gifts for these people because they're mm -hmm. not here. And so that's, all, and that's a whole other issue is, you know, being at these holiday dinners with, people not there mm -hmm. because they died during the pandemic. It's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's almost more in your face than, you know, knowing somebody was sick and they passed away for the holidays, which is still tragic, obviously. Yes. Not being there because of COVID mm -hmm. um, is just kind of another layer on top of, of all of this, which, you know, is, again, a whole different situation. Um, but I think things with gift giving is that I think that if you are having a family get together, it's very helpful to, if you feel comfortable, be upfront about it and ask if there's any possible way maybe you guys can do a gift exchange, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, or a Pollyanna type thing so that you're not, you're not responsible for getting gifts for every single person. Um, you know, I'm one of those annoying people. I love giving gifts. Like I love, even if it's a $5 or something, I love giving gifts. It's just always been my thing. I don't know why I love it. Um, 
for people, but that's not most people. And a lot of people I know, they absolutely hate going shopping and giving gifts to people. It's annoying for them. So you may be doing more people a favor than you think and not just for financial reasons. Um, You know, and I think also people, like I said, kind of got this new take on things that certain things are just not important. And I think you're bringing that into the mix as well. So as far as financial boundaries, if you're comfortable, tell people, give suggestions, like maybe we can do a Pollyanna this year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can skip gifts this year and we can make donations mm-hmm. instead, right? Like everybody give their favorite charity, let's donate, right? Or, you know, some, something like that in, in, in your family's name or somebody's honor. I think there's a lot of ways around gift giving to adults. Children, yeah. children a little bit different, right? Obviously, um, but maybe again, you can do a Pollyanna type thing, or you can do, you know, make your own gift type. You know, my, my kids love making stuff. I, you know, I, I can't say my middle one would be okay with getting a homemade gift. So we'll push her aside for a second. Like my littlest one wouldn't know the difference, you know, so you right. can do that. It depends on how old your kids are. Maybe you tell them to pick one thing, you know, for Hanukkah, we get something every eight, you know, eight nights. We're just going to do one big gift, right? They don't know mm-hmm. the difference between, bi- you know, so we're going to do one big gift. You pick the night that you want to do it on. So exactly. they feel like they have control over it. You pick the night and that's when we'll do our gifts, you know, and each kid could have a different night or whatever you want to do. So there's ways around that. But I definitely think the biggest thing is to be upfront and honest. Um, I think that's super important. And if it's across families, like, you know, your aunts, your uncles, cousins, things like that, grandparents, um, I have this talk with them as well. The one thing I will say is that, you know, when you're dealing with grandparents, Mm -hmm. sometimes grandparents like to spoil the little ones. Um, And go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Right. Like that's kind of my take on it is, 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 is is, is go ahead. Um, That's fine. Like people want to give your kids gifts. That's, that's fine. Um, Great. You know, the more I see no issue with that. If that's your normal kind of go-to thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways around it, to, yeah. you know, to be honest. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. And being transparent, it always kind of helps these things. And it's always feeling like it's going to be a scarier conversation. Yeah. I thought one of the best things that you said out of that was everyone else is feeling the same way, too. Yeah, we don't want to give gifts either. I'm like a weird person with that. I love giving gifts. No, not many people are like that. Um, yeah. I give gifts for the stupidest reasons, just because I like giving <laughs> gifts. Well, that's um, cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what, do you want something? Whatever, whatever. Oh, I, okay. I like doing that stuff too. I like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I like, I like surprising people on the spot. You okay. know, like it's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, but one of the things when you have difficult conversations with people. Something I always like to throw in, and this is for any conversation, not just gifts, but when you're having a difficult conversation with somebody about a difficult or sensitive topic, mm-hmm. say what you need to say, you know, even if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, try to say what you say. You know, telling the truth is always best if it's not going to you know, significantly hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Telling that, you know, then it's a whole different type of dynamic. But if you're just telling, talking about, like, about gifts and something benign like that, mm-hmm. tell your truth. And always throw in at the end something like, I'm sure you can understand. 
Because if I'm saying to you, you know what, John, I'm really sorry, but I just, it's finances have been super tight and I really need to save. Um, and I, I just, I'm just going to have to skip this year with gifts. The pandemic hit really hard financially. I'm sure you can understand. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what possibly could somebody say back to that? No, I don't understand. Use your, you know, life savings to please buy my children a toy that they don't need and won't play with <laughs> after five minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. like just throw in, I'm sure you can understand and make mm-hmm. it relatable because Again, most people will understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's a lot of fun things like that that come out of it too. It could just be as you know, they, my, I know my family plays a silly game where we're like, we I, you do the the cellophane ball or what? You're just wrapped little fun stuff and like you know you just keep on rolling it or rolling it. There's a timer. I, I like making games out of things. Put 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 the effort into the dinner. Put the effort into just. Everything or do that like spends an experience more time together, gift. you know? Like, do exactly. an experience it. Like, go on a high, you know, like, you could say, I'll get you, you know, uh, well, I'll get you something whenever. But do an experience gift. Go yeah. somewhere. Go outside. You know, take advantage of certain kind of, you know, places that are free or very low cost or something. Go to the movie. I mean, some, something like that. Well, that's actually not that low cost. That's oh, actually really per- expensive. <laughs> per- <laughs> but, like, yeah. hiking or something yes. like that. Yeah. But perfect, Dr. Uh, Dr. Scott, uh, in the comments here as we're live, send the yes, same thing. Exactly. They respond really yes. well to experience gifts. So that's, yes. that's a great suggestion from the, the both of you. I think yes. that's awesome. I like that father-son fishing. Yep. Yes, 100%. And yeah, whatever, whatever that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> as she just <laughs> said, exactly, Dr. Scott. So you guys are on the same, same mind meld there as well. It's a... And that, and, and honestly, I think everyone outside it, not just children, like you said, I, I would love experience gifts. If you want to yeah. take me skydiving, great. If you want to, you know, take me to the, the Hall of Fame, if you want to take me to an interesting ballpark, if you want, uh, you know, whatever it is, I think that's, that's I'll fun. A museum. Skydiving. Uh, skydiving. I don't, I, neither do I. That's why I want to go try it. <laughs> I was like, why is everybody, oh, this is cool. Oh. You know, so, but, but, uh, it doesn't even have to be extremes, like little, little small things. Going to have a cup of coffee on a Saturday for a month, like just whatever it is. I, right. To me, more than ever, we yes. want to connect. That's, That's a right. gift That's... within itself. You know, like it's, it's, it's yes. joyous when yes. it, it happened, honestly, to me. My aunts and uncles that I haven't seen in a while came out from Indianapolis and was overjoyed that we got to just spend a little bit of time with them with a mm-hmm. the new baby and everything. So, yes, like mm-hmm. we want to connect anyway. That's a really valid point. Yeah, people just want to see each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's been a long, long time. Um, it's so, like a, it's, yeah. it's almost a, a, are we crazy check? Like, this is what the entire holiday yes. year is like. You're bouncing yes. back. Do I still have the proper social interactions that Correct. we're all supposed to? Correct. You know, in and, a, you, and you may not. Like, you know, like, certain things changed without you realizing because you don't have anything to base it off of because we haven't really been socializing. So as mm-hmm. we start to socialize again, we realize the boundaries we used to have in place. We realize the boundaries that we forgot about that we're going to need to put back in place. And then other things that changed and will be permanent changes, like something ridiculous. Like the other day, I was <laughs> I was somewhere in there on the desk when I was checking out. There was a bowl of candy and it had M&Ms in it. And I <laughs> I was like... Ew, like I'm going to put my hands in there after everyone already touched them. That ne- when I, that never would have occurred to me two years exactly. ago. I would have dipped my hand right on in there and taken them wow. out. Now it was like, 
that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. So why isn't so, there a spoon? Why yeah, isn't yeah. there a spoon? Why are they just sitting out in the air? You know, like, <laughs> so you have to remember your boundaries that were in existence two years ago, you may really have to adjust them and you won't know until you're in the situation. So just keep that in mind is to be kind of what I call cognitively flexible, you know, mm -hmm. just don't set your mind so strictly on how you should or shouldn't respond just because we, I'm not saying things will be better. Maybe they'll be worse. I don't know, but they may just be different. Redline photo five in here saying, I want to flip that bowl up and drink it like it was a bowl of soup. I've always wanted to do that with M&M's. Right? Ah, yeah, that's uh, well, one. What do you want to show, do? Show, show complete dominance over the over the holiday party and just pick up a bowl of M&M's and ah, like, a, like a complete animal. That's exactly what I've always wanted to do. I'm with you there. Um, one of the things I did uh, want to get to, um, and we'll, we'll leave it as the final part of our, our session here, is maybe, you know, we're, we're always going to try and do our best to set those boundaries. Uh, we've already said uh, during this session alone that alcohol is going to be involved in that and probably change a lot of those boundary settings or the reaction to <laughs> those boundaries you've already set in place. So let's say we're in a spot where it's all boiling over, where it's almost coming to fisticuffs or getting a physical, like, what is the best solution for you, yourself, the environment to do in that situation? Are we still trying to do the, I'm going to tell you things that I'm, or I'm not going to tell you things that I'm thinking at this moment, and I'm going to find some things that are going to best control the situation? Or are you grabbing a chair and getting in the fight? Like, what's the deal? What are we doing? Can I say it depends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you need a chair to the forehead. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Endorses I'm just kidding. wrestling I'm just type <laughs> moves. Got it. Got um, it. I, there was this meme. That it was some, sometimes people need a high five to the face with a chair. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do so, that. So I think when it starts, when it's escalated, it's just like a panic attack, right? Like mm -hmm. when you peak, when somebody is at that point, when you are actually at the point with somebody where like it's about to get really, really freaking ugly and bad and dangerous. And yeah. it's like you just see like you're like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> if you are the person that's not seeing red. And you're not in like actual, actual danger, you know, like, yeah. like being dead serious here. Like if you're in actual danger, then you like, you, you go find help, like run, go right. make sure you're not alone, you know, that kind of stuff. Or if you know that this happens with that person often, just don't be alone in a room with them. Always make sure somebody's around. If it's getting late and you see that they're getting drunker and drunker, leave, you know, so there's certain things in place to yeah. help you with that or don't go or go, and say you have to leave at a certain time. So there's mm -hmm. things you can do to prevent that. If you find yourself in a situation where somebody's escalating, not just the person that's involved, but everybody else around them too, whenever, not that I'm comparing this to a psychiatric hospital, but whenever right. somebody in a psychiatric facility, anytime I worked on inpatient units, was escalating, one of the things that the doctors and the nurses would do, would, assuming that they weren't in physical danger, would they would start to lower their voice like this mm. and speak very calm and quiet in a very calm tone. I bet you didn't know I could talk like that. In a very calm tone, take deep breaths. 
You want to make sure get you some that you're, juice. that you're on their level. So if they're sitting on a chair, you sit on a chair. If they're sitting on the floor, you get down and you sit on the floor with them. You match their behavior because then it's not threatening mm -hmm. and you do things like that. So if, if people around are screaming and yelling, stop, don't do this and this, the whole thing's going to escalate. So kind of maybe we got to start somewhere, even if you're the only one doing it, but just kind of watch your tone, watch your body language, watch the volume of your voice, model the healthy behaviors. You know, if they're sitting on the floor, sit on the floor with them. If their head mm -hmm. is in their hands, you know, sit next to them, you know, Ask them if they need space. Ask them, do you want to go outside? Ask them, do you need to go to the bathroom? Because sometimes they don't realize what they may need and maybe they just want to cry and they don't want to do it in public so they're getting agitated. I mean, there's so many things, but like even with my son, if I, if I see that he's starting to like tear up a little bit, I'll say, mm -hmm. buddy, do you need a break? Do you have to go to the bathroom? Because I don't want him to get upset or embarrassed. Or so he'll go to the bathroom. Like you can, mm -hmm. you can handle it like that. Um, but if possible, you walk away. You don't give them the finger and walk away. You don't roll your eyes and walk away. You don't turn around really fast and walk away. Just walk away or you say, mm -hmm. I'm not going to have this discussion right now and walk away. And if the other person's still flailing, that's fine. Remember, we can't control their behavior. You just set a boundary. Mm -hmm. You did your thing. You walked away. You're in control. You're in peace. You, you did your thing. It doesn't matter what they keep doing, right? So... Um, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can, you can handle that. But even for the bystanders, watch your own body language, watch your voice, watch what you're saying, you know, your body, your, your body language and your voice and all of that is contributing to the situation too, even if it's not about you. Oh yes. hundred percent. And the reason why I know that, uh, what Dr. Z is describing there, especially when you're mimicking, exactly what they're doing in behavior form and trying to be on their level. Uh, that's what police and FBI do all the time to get you to confess the shit. <laughs> like that's, do they that's, really? that is their technique. If I should have been an F I should have been a detective. I would have been such a damn good detective. <laughs> yeah, you would have. If you're yeah. an interrogator, you're trying to be so like, good. if, if, if a suspect is doing this, you're taught to do the exact same thing to be right. like, yeah, we're on the same level here. Yep. This isn't me and this thing. This is, and that's the same thing that you're doing with that person you're trying to set the boundary uh -huh. with because you're trying to alleviate the conflict, the yes. situation, whatever it is. And you might not even, it might not even be your conflict. You might be doing that Correct. for, for someone else. And just as from life experience, I know this because there's a, <laughs> not, not in my family, but a, a holiday family that I was going to unexpected, didn't know what to happen. Two uncles are fighting. They are drunk as hell. And that same technique actually helped you like moderate a situation that you shouldn't have been in in the first place and it yeah. calms everybody down That's and you right. probably save your sister or sister-in-law or whoever you're That's at right. the party with the the anguish so it definitely works yes mm -hmm. it's a great point um is there is there anything else in that regard that we can do besides mimicking behaviors or if that's not working for any particular reason? I mean, we're just saying get the fuck out of there essentially, right? Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. if somebody's that out of control where they're, you know, they're becoming a danger to themselves or to other people, I mean, there's always calling the police, right? Which obviously mm -hmm. is not the greatest thing in the world. But if you're, if you know, for any reason you feel you're in danger or you feel your family's in danger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do it. Uh, you know, it, it, you don't want to jump in and start having it, you know, it just, especially with children around and things like that. So 
that's why I say the other thing too, and and I know that people are going to like hear this and they're going to cringe, but if you know you're hosting and you know that you have certain characters coming and when certain characters that are coming drink, they get out of control and they ruin everything. Don't have alcohol. People don't, people don't like it. And they say, what the hell is this? How can you have Thanksgiving without wine? They can leave. Mm-hmm. They can go somewhere else. But you're going to have a dry Thanksgiving, right? Like, don't buy alcohol. Don't even have it in the house. <laughs> Sneeze number two on the night. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be handkerchiefs <laughs> and sanitizer <sighs> and no alcohol. Exactly. Right. right. Um, I think that's a, a, a great idea. Or just say BYO and limit it to one thing or wh- or whatever right, it is right, to to right. make it exactly a, a, a nice compromise for both of you to you know exactly. survive the holidays and all that. Um, uh, Doctor Z, uh, do you? Uh, well, first and foremost, I, I think it's a we should just keep doing these until the holiday season is over. Or at least some form of function of of mm-hmm. discussing a lot of the holiday stress. And if you have any suggestions, either if you're listening to this live and watching us here or you're listening to the podcast, which, by the way, if you're watching this live and not subscribed to the podcast, absolutely do so. You can do in either one of our profiles. Uh, Dr. Z underscore underscore psychologist uh, is her Instagram page. I'm at John Barcher, J-O-B, 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 that's, a, that's what everybody needs is a J-O-B, uh, is uh, John Barcher, J-O-H-N, and that's B as in boy, A-R-C-H-A-R-D. Um, as, uh, I think it's actually, uh, probably one of the toughest things is you, you had mentioned, I mean, loss is certainly one thing to do with the holidays. Also just, I know that there is a lot, a lot of separations, a lot of breakups, a lot of things going on with yeah. that and how to deal with all that. Yeah. So, um, there's yeah, plenty there were, to get into there. Were a there. Lot yeah. of separations, a lot of divorces, there was a lot of death there. Were, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of sickness. Um, you know, people have lingering symptoms. There was a lot of a lot. There was a lot of a lot. And yes. So people are coming to the holidays. I know, and we talk about this again, and this will be another topic coming into the holidays, but this idea of, you know, the holidays are coming. Let's get back to the, you know, our, the, or let's get back to normal or let's like try to figure out what our new normal is. I hate both mm-hmm. of those because the new normal, there is no such thing because every day it's something different. It's constantly changing. And so to have this idea of a new normal, really kind of invalidates all your experiences that you're bringing into the holidays that you've mm-hmm. just dealt with for a year and a half. Um, and going back to normal, again, invalidates all your experiences that you've dealt with for better or worse during this year. Um, you are not coming out of this pandemic the same. Uh-uh. Even if COVID didn't hit your family, you are not coming out of this the same. Mm-mm. So to expect that we're going to go back to normal, I mean, maybe we'll no masks, things like that, but, but internally, your internal dialogue, your internal narrative, you as a person, there's no way that this hasn't changed you. Now, if we're without the pandemic for another 10, 20, 30 years, obviously as an experience is further and further back, maybe we kind of slowly morph back into who we were. But mm-hmm. when you're dealing with some, traumatizing experiences that people have gone through loss, sickness, death, divorce, separation. I mean, that's something that it changes you. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so give, I guess what I'm saying is give yourself some space going into the holidays. 
give yourself some room to kind of figure out where your pieces now fall amongst yes. family members because you're not coming into this the same. That's why I'm saying before you go and set boundaries, kind of you have to almost like assess the situation and look at this as almost like a first time thing in a little bit of a mm -hmm. weird way and, and kind of see, see what the deal is. Have some ideas in your mind, right? And, but think of whatever's going to happen is probably going to be a variation of the pattern that existed before. Mm -hmm. Some sort of variation. And that's a, yeah, that's a, a great point to remember on and on through, well, I mean, forever, but mm -hmm. this, this holiday season, uh, what we've all kind of gone through here. Um, and I would say during this holiday season, if you feel like it's either you or someone you know that could use this conversation that maybe would want to go deeper. I know that uh, Dr. Z has a lot of wonderful workshops that would help, you know, go, go through that. Obviously we mentioned the podcasts and things like that too. Um, seeing Dr. Z one-on-one -on -one, absolutely as well. If there's, there's uh, that in your, uh, your radar, highly recommend doing those things through the holidays to, you know, certainly think about uh, where your, where your mental health is at, or if you know someone that, uh, that you feel like could use the help. There's a lot of different resources uh, that Dr. Z uh, offers there for sure. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say on an optimistic note uh, through this, I honestly believe, and it's not going to be in everyone's situation, so uh, I understand that, but there's going to be a lot of family members in your life that are going to change, like Dr. Z has said, that have changed. Not necessarily that's, you know, it's going to certainly turn them into a new person, but I think this year alone, we want to connect. We don't want as much conflict, no matter the kind of history that we have with people. And we are, a lot of people I feel are looking for that new beginning, that new normal, however you want to phrase that. And it's going to be harder and easier at the holidays at the same time. But I don't think that that, that nasty conflict that we're talking about is going to be as prevalent this year. I just, I have that. I, and maybe that's, maybe that's too generalized uh, for your situation, but I, I feel like we all just really want to connect again. We kind of do want I, that chance to start over. I think I disagree. Really? You think it's the opposite way? I do. I think, well, no, I think it's, I think it depends, like you said, on the family situation. Right. Um, I think some people are just going to be so thrilled to be together and they're not even going to deal with the extraneous bullshit because they just, they're just they're so happy they're going to be together. Yeah. You know what, actually, John, I think, I think it's going to be an extreme of one or the other. I don't, th I, I think that's that what it's going to be. I think yep. it's going to be either what you said, everyone's just so freaking happy to see each other because we haven't hugged or kissed or seen each other in so long because people couldn't fly or to, you know, mm -hmm. go on vacation or whatever. Um, I think that that'll definitely happen for sure. I do think, though, there's going to be an extreme on the opposite end of that where people are really angry people mm -hmm. are feel very misunderstood people have very strong views um and people are just pissed and i think what's mm -hmm. going to happen is that around the holidays with alcohol i think can be an absolute recipe for disaster so i just yes. think it's going to depend on the situation but i I think it's going to go one of two ways. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens, but I, I have a feeling that, that both are going to be true. And that is, that is a very valid point. And like, yeah, of course, because there's the, there's the downside of everything there too. 
um, so hopefully one of those uh, we, we can, well, not one of those, but all of those situations we can try and manage together. Yeah. Uh, and that's the point of this show, this podcast, and just to keep talking, keep understanding. And the more information we get, I always think is the better. Dr. Z, thank you as always for hanging out with us. Thank, Thank you for you. everyone rating five stars on the, the podcast. And make sure you're subscribing to us here on Instagram, on the pod, wherever else you can find us on the social, at John Barchard. Again, Dr. Z, uh, Dr. Z underscore oh, psychologist. Oh, Twitter. I have a Twitter account now. Yeah, that's right. And that, Dr. That the, Z psychologist. Dr. Z psychologist on yes. the Twitter.com as well. So we will see you next Monday, more than likely. <laughs> and, uh, talking holiday <laughs> Next Monday. And, uh, and, and if you guys have more. topic ideas, by all means, you know, let us know, mm -hmm. put it in the comments, put it in the reviews so that we know we're kind of talking about what you guys want to hear most about. Absolutely. That is what we're here for. Dr. Z, thank you as always. Thank you. We'll see you next week, have guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.